0: Monday, Monday afternoon, theologian. Oh, uh, just before we get started today, Rick, let me offer a word of caution that I just learned about. Okay. Don't ever, 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 ever interrupt someone when they're working on a word puzzle.
1: Hmm. And why is that?
0: Because you're liable to hear some crosswords.
1: That was very punny of you. It's interesting that you read something about interruptions, as did I. Really? Yeah, I I read the social media posts. It was a story about a young dad who said that he and his family had had a power outage at the house. It was about a week ago, Mm -hmm. and the power was gone for almost five hours. Okay, well,
0: doesn't seem too out of the ordinary, but What is significant about that interruption? What happened?
1: Well, the dad said the kids actually came out of their rooms and they talked with each other and they seemed pretty nice. (laughs) But for them, I suppose some interruptions could
0: actually have some benefits. Maybe even a few we can't see at the time the interruption is happening.
1: That's true. And in fact, that's what Paul the Apostle taught in the amazing chapter in his letter to the believers in Rome. Mm -hmm. And in that chapter is what we call the Romans 828 principle.
0: Oh, yes. The Romans 828 principle. Which reminds me, ask me what Paul said to the Roman guard when Paul was writing his letter.
1: Okay. So what did Paul say? God causes everything to work
0: together for good to those who love him.
1: I see what you did there. And I suppose that God even uses interruptions to bring about good things. He does.
0: Like when you pray for God to give you an idea about how to incorporate good theology related to interruptions into a podcast.
1: And have you prayed that prayer?
0: Indeed, I have. Just a couple of weeks ago, in fact, as we were starting to get ideas about this
1: very episode. And what did God do in answer to your prayer about how He can give you an idea?
0: Well... He gave me interruptions, (laughs) (laughs) including Kevin, the plumber who showed up, believe it or not, earlier than was originally scheduled. That never happens, but that was good. And then he stayed after for about 10 minutes and had a really good chat with Joy and me. And we talked about life philosophies and he found out some of our philosophies, which have to do with theology. So that was good too. And on top of all that, he wound up fixing one of our toilets before he had to since he wasn't going to be coming back to do the rest of the work that he had planned to do for another two weeks. So that was really good.
1: Yeah, that's great. You know, there was a time when God gave me what turned out to be a positive interruption too. I was moving back from Fort Worth to Phoenix and everything I owned was in the back of my truck and a friend's van and a trailer that was being pulled by that van and not five minutes away from the house. We were getting on the freeway. The trailer started rocking and rolled everything that I owned out of the trailer onto the side of the road and crunched everything in the van. And from that, we had an interruption in the trip because we had to get everything off the side of the road and oh back my. to the old house and dealt with but what it meant was when i got back to phoenix i had a fresh start there was like nothing i had i mean clothes the clothes were fine and you know a few personal items were fine but other than that it was like it's a clean break which at the time was good because i was moving back because my divorce was almost final so it was like that period of life is now over And this period of life is going to be different, and eventually it will be better.
0: You did not expect to have that portion of your life wiped
1: clean so that you could start with a clean slate. I did not, and uh, there was nothing to hold over from that period, and we just went forward.
0: That is crazy. But it's good that you can look back and recognize that there was good that came out of what at the time probably felt like... A pretty nasty interruption.
1: Well, and, and also it was a reinforcement that, you know, physical things are pretty much meaningless. That's true. You know, you know we need stuff, but we don't probably need that much stuff. Yeah. And therefore we can do without that stuff and our life is uncluttered.
0: Man, that's a good reminder. Uh, it's a hard one to have to learn that way, but it's a good reminder. Well, that kind of jogs a memory, too, about another good interruption I had not too long after Kevin the Plumber dropped by. I was studying to do some preaching stuff, and I got a phone call, but it was by somebody's name that I recognized from about 12 years ago. They were members of our church. He was a friend of ours, and he was reminding me that he had been baptized, he and his daughter, by me in a backyard swimming pool while they lived here. And he was asking if I might be willing to officiate his daughter's wedding coming up next June. And of course, I was delighted to try to help that family if I can probably become another destination wedding. Uh, This one's actually drivable, I think, as opposed to Hawaii, in which case you'd have to have an amphibious car.
1: You could get one of those duck vehicles like they still use in the rivers in Pittsburgh. Right on. So that was a
0: nice interruption because it just reminded me that sometimes we don't see the result of what we do in trying to help other people. Most of that we probably won't see until we get to heaven one day. But once in a while, God gives us an interruption to remind us, hey, I'm still at work.
1: Yeah, what a great interruption. And it reminded me of the time when I was able to baptize my wife in our home swimming pool, which was a very nice occasion because our uh, pastor was there and he was there in the water, but I was actually able to do the uh, the baptism. And then once we moved here and our uh, two adopted daughters had uh, made their profession of faith, I was able to baptize them and my mother-in-law in a baptism service in our church here.
0: That is memorable. That's so cool. But I have to ask a question, and this is a theological question that I'm sure some may ask. Is that allowed? I mean, is it biblical to be baptized in a swimming pool or perhaps in warm springs outside i thought you were supposed to be baptized in a church building where they have those baptistries built into the wall up above the platform
1: okay well let's take a quick look back and see about john the baptist and he was baptizing not only the believers but jesus himself in the jordan river so i suppose that uh, if we want to use a body of water that's not prescribed in a, a little tub there in the front of the church, that it's probably probably going to be okay.
0: I, I expect you're right. And that does bring to mind one other baptism that sticks out in my memory, and that was because my father baptized some people way out near Buckeye, Arizona, where they had lots of irrigation ditches. and they had a big they, he called it a tank, but it was a concrete structure. It was probably about as big as a normal small bedroom and that's where the water would feed in from those big pumps that would pump it out of the wells into that and then they could direct the water from that out into different irrigation ditches and that was probably five feet deep and so we had a baptism out there after church one day
1: yeah. a, a service where you and i were doing some creative ministry And there was a baptism service in that. And there was this really, really big guy being baptized and it went okay. And then the pastor said, I have to admit, we practiced this before because I wasn't sure it was going to (laughs) work.
0: Yep, that reminds me of another one come to think of it. These are all off script, but my dad was baptizing a great big fella. We loved him. We went and had meals in his house and he was uh, he was a larger fella. And he got a little bit panicked when my dad started to bend him backwards to put his face under the water. And he grabbed a hold of that plexiglass front thing on the baptistry inside, because that was not out in the irrigation ditch. This was in a building. And I kind of got the feeling that probably we should have put a sign up in the back row to the choir that said, Splash Zone. (laughs) (laughs) Interruptions. They got blessed. could tell by their reaction. (laughs) So anyway, I guess that's okay. It's probably okay for us to baptize. In a building or in an irrigation ditch or in a hot springs or swimming pool, wherever. But you and I have both seen a few interruptions in our day, obviously, and they can range from minor interruptions like toilets not working right (laughs) to some pretty major interruptions like exterior walls crumbling on a house. Something that I think you might know a thing or two about.
1: Yes, I do. And I'm sure we've talked about it and I won't bring the boring story up again. But there are other things, too, like wedding plans.
0: Yes, that's right. Uh, Two weeks ago, in fact, when we were just starting to plan this episode, you said that you were preparing, if I remember right, to help with a rather special wedding. Uh, And back then, I think you were even saying that it was going to be at or maybe even less than two weeks away. Am I right? Am I doing the math right? Has that wedding already taken place?
1: It has, just a few days ago as we uh, record this, my uh, daughter got married here in Pagosa, even though she lives very far away. Most of the people that she wanted to invite were nearby and therefore she decided to have the wedding here. And it was, uh, you know, a, a great blessing for all of us to be part of that, even though it was stressful and it was very, very time consuming. You know, and those are the things that interrupt our lives that can make us really busy, but they're very fulfilling. It's it's a good reason to have good memories like that.
0: Oh, that's good. Yeah. And boy, that can really interrupt a chunk of your life preparing for and carrying out a wedding. I mean, a big chunk
1: like a a couple of solid weeks worth of preparation and finalizing and making sure everything was going to run smoothly which it did Mm -hmm. i'm so
0: glad to hear about that well that's awesome congratulations to you and your family more life interruptions that come our way that are just a part of normal life can include a new baby coming uh join i just discovered two days ago right after You're not
1: saying that you're not saying that she's pregnant They have renamed me,
0: Abraham, and her, Sarah. (laughs) Oh, we are well along in years and way past that time. But no, it's not us this time. But some people in our church, they're very dear younger friends of ours, (laughs) much younger than we are, found out that they are, I, I think they said about 11 weeks along, and they're just now getting to the point that they're starting to announce that and let people know. So we're very ecstatic about that life is about to be filled with a whole new bunch of interruptions for that young family
1: <laughs> yes it is and there are other kinds of interruptions like holidays or ice storms or mm. holidays that are interrupted by ice storms and it could be illnesses or holidays that have illnesses associated with them <laughs> so many things yeah I will
0: never forget that week that we spent two days in uh Texas it felt like a week it was two days but All four of us in our family got the stomach flu right when we arrived to celebrate Christmas. Most memorable Christmas ever.
1: (laughs) Yeah, for so many horrible reasons. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Uh, And we know that for everybody who places their trust in Jesus Christ, God has a way, a weird but wonderful way of turning those interruptions into something good based on His purposes.
1: And one of those purposes... Probably the most important purpose, in fact, Mm -hmm. that he is working out, he's transforming us, and by that I mean transforming our character, and he is constantly using those interruptions and changes in our life to help us grow in our character to become more like his character. Isn't that
0: something? You're so right. And sometimes those interruptions in our lives really test our faith. I mean, they can push us to the limits of our human effort. And they can force us to deepen our faith in Christ. And these interruptions can really help us exercise and develop our faith so that if we might have had a flabby faith before, after the trial or the interruption and a lot of exercise, uh,
1: we have a more robust faith
0: filled with, I guess, what you could call spiritual stamina.
1: That's true. And while the trial and the things we learn through it don't seem to be very pleasant at the time, later it can yield the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. That's according to the writer of Hebrews, as he tells us in chapter 12. I recall that
0: about that peaceful fruit of righteousness for those who can finally yield to God's leadership. He's he's transforming us through those sometimes very unpleasant interruptions in life. And I also read something this week as I was pondering this specific topic, from one of my favorite devotional writers, Oswald Chambers, a Brit. He uh, was not very old when he passed away, but he feels like, I've told people before, he's kind of like the Gandalf of wisdom in the Christian faith of devotional (laughs) writers. And here's what he said about these circumstances when our lives are put into some sort of character-producing stress because of a major interruption. He says, we are not responsible for the circumstances that we are in. But we are responsible for the way we allow those circumstances to affect us. We can either allow them to get on top of us, or we can allow them to transform us into what God wants us to be.
1: Very wise words. And I read something from Elizabeth Elliott. She is a strong Christian missionary who lost her first husband to the Aka Indians in Ecuador. And afterwards, she said, sometimes life is so hard, you can only do the next thing, whatever that is to do the next thing, and God will meet you there. Man, that's practical advice. It's true. Whatever that is,
0: whatever that next thing is that God gives you to do, even if it's a simple thing, just do it, and God will meet you there.
1: That's so good. I have a, uh, a pastor who said something similar When he was talking about people who were struggling with stress or, you know, life circumstances that were hard. And he would say, just do the next right thing and you will never get off the path.
0: I like that. Just keep doing the next right thing. That's so true. Uh, When life throws us that curveball, if we just keep doing that next right thing, trusting God to bring about good in our life, knowing that he's in Romans 8, 28 kind of God especially when it comes to character development, he will meet us in that interruption. Guaranteed, he'll meet us in the midst of that trial. He always does. In fact, I stumbled across this just this morning, and I threw it in here at the last minute to add to today's notes because there's a really helpful book titled Walking with God Through Pain and Suffering by the now late Timothy Keller. Uh, He had bravely fought cancer for a number of months and lasted a lot longer on earth than people thought he would. And I'm grateful because it gave him more opportunity to continue finishing up some of his writing and his teaching. And even though he's in heaven, he leaves a wealth of strong biblical teaching behind, including this book, which I will link to in the description for this podcast. Here's a, a good quote from that book. There's a number of them, but here's one good one. You don't really know Jesus is all you need until jesus is all you have
1: oh that is so good and so true and life's interruptions can drive us into circumstances that force us to realize that jesus is all we have and hopefully from that we realize that he is all we need you know and it's very possible that one or more of our fellow theologians is walking through a trial Mm. caused by an interruption that was not expected And that can be happening just this minute. And I think this would be a really good time to pray for those who may have a relationship with Jesus, but are not really feeling very good about where they are and their relationship with him. So why don't you take a minute and and give them a word of encouragement through prayer?
0: Man, I'd love to do that. I've had a couple of people do that for me. One was even an interruption because joy and i were at a restaurant and some people stopped by our table and i think they must have been tapped on the shoulder by god they just gave us a quick word of encouragement and told us that they would be praying for us so i would like to do that for you fellow theologian so let's do let's pray god i do lift up the person who might be right in the midst of an interruption right now and maybe they're going through a trial that's causing them to exercise their faith and they just need to start doing the next right thing because they've been paralyzed by this interruption. And I pray that you'll lift them up, dust them off, show them that you are there with them in the midst of this interruption, and that as they do the next right thing, that you'll meet them there and continue to show them what the next right thing is, and the next one, and the next one, and that you will take them through this period of difficulty in their life, and that they'll come out stronger in character, looking more and more like you than they did before this trial, and that they'll know they're not alone that's such a big deal for us to recognize that we don't have to walk these diff- difficult trials and interruptions by ourselves because you're there with us. And I thank you for that. So speak to them, uh, give them a sense of peace through the powerful Holy spirit, which you offer every one of your believers and remind them that they're really not alone and that they can keep taking one next step after another. And I'm grateful that you'll do that just as you have in our lives in some of the times in our lives when we just didn't know which way to turn and what to do next. Thank you for doing that for our fellow theologian. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Amen. And it's highly likely that there is a theologian or someone who is taking part in our podcast who is going through an interruption that doesn't have a relationship with God, and is not quite to the point of realizing that that is a tap on the shoulder that says, you need me and I'll help you through this, you know, it might be, I mean, we talked last time about a number of natural disasters that were going on, might be something like that, it might be something, a difficult situation in the family, such as a divorce, but what it really is, is an interruption that God is saying, look to me, because I have something better for you, and his name is Jesus, so let's start talking about that, so why don't we pray for those who are you know, walking through something that's difficult. And what it really is, is an invitation to step into a new life, to become a new creation through Jesus.
0: Man, that is good, good word. And it's timely. And I'd be happy to lift a prayer for you on that. And what was coming to my mind, right as you were mentioning that we're not sure what that interruption could be, but we know that God can use those things, even the ones that are catastrophic in our lives to be wake up calls to say, Ooh, I do need something that I I know that all I need now is Jesus, because he's all I've got, and you need to reach out to him for that. I overheard a couple of people talking about their post trans experiences on TV. Joy was watching a panel discussion with a bunch of people who had transitioned um, into a different gender, because they had been really affirmed in that by different people. And then once they did that, they found out this is not fixing my problems. I'm not happier. I still have this dysphoria. I still feel like I'm incomplete. And now I'm hurting on top of that. I have physiological difficulties that are tough and my heart just went out to them. I feel such compassion for folks who have done things that they thought being pushed into by other people, they thought they would be affirmed in that and it would make them better. And it hasn't. So that can happen in any area of our lives, not just that one specific area. And maybe That's a cause of an interruption in your life, that you did something that you thought was going to make your life better, and it hasn't, whether it was a relationship, and it went bad, or a new job, and it went bad, or whatever it is. So if you're experiencing something that's a major interruption, and if you need to reach out to Christ, and this is the first time you've done it, you could just say something simple like this. God, I recognize that I can't do this stuff alone. I need you. I'm starting to recognize that if Jesus is all I've got, he's enough and he'll get me through that. So I'm, I'm reaching out to you and I'm asking Jesus, come into my life, come into my heart and my mind. Give me your Holy Spirit that you promise so that I will have your wisdom to know what is the right next step to take. I'm, I'm floundering and I feel like I'm just sort of at the end of myself and into my rope. I don't even know who I am anymore, but I just need you And so, God, I'm desperate enough to reach out to you. If you're there, please meet me where I am. And I thank you that you are already starting to show me what my next step is. And I thank you for that. Help me to navigate this difficult portion of my life, because I know you can turn everything into good for those who love you and who are called according to your purpose. And I know that you must have a purpose for me because I'm still alive today. And I pray these things in your name. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. I am
0: really prayerful that if somebody just prayed that prayer, they will reach out to somebody they know. I pray that you'll do that, friend, and that you'll reach out to somebody that you'll think, you know, I know somebody would probably be excited to know that I prayed that prayer. And I'm just praying that God, through His Holy Spirit, will tap you on the shoulder, put that person into your mind, and that you will reach out to them and you'll let them know what's going on in your life right now because you don't need to do this thing alone. Reach out to somebody.
1: No another podcast.
0: Yes, indeed. We never know what God does with these. We put them out there by faith, but we're grateful that he does. And I'm grateful that sometimes when we do things, he'll even give us a glimpse as to what he was doing a long time ago, like that phone call that interrupted me. And the guy reminded me that God was at work 12 years ago when we had a baptism in a backyard. And I'm praying that 12 years from now, maybe we'll find out that God is doing something amazing in your life too, fellow theologian.
1: That that mm-hmm. means we should do some more of these. You think? I think we should. Okay.
0: <laughs> unless, unless there's some major interruption that happens between now and next time, let's do that. <laughs>
1: okay. Uh, you know, a major interruption like maybe the rapture?
0: Yeah. Oh, hey, I would welcome that interruption right now. Me too, as would many, many hundreds of millions. Yes, indeed. And well, the only reason I can think of that God might tarry so that uh, he's not going to come back that soon is because, He loves enough people that he wants them to be able to turn to him before that happens. And so his patience is what's keeping that from happening, I think.
1: Yeah, there's a a little scene in one of my books where someone is kind of peering into the heavenly realms and all of the angels are ready to make that happen. And Christ on his white horse comes up and goes, not just yet. There's a few more because he wants no one to perish He wants everyone to be in heaven with him for eternity. I love that. Yeah, that's a good interruption. Uh, Not quite yet. Not quite yet. I guess that means we still have work to
0: do. I think we do. And fellow theologians, I hope that you will continue to walk with Christ and that you will see his power in your life as you continue to display his glory to other people. And that you will join us again next time for another episode of Monday Monday Afternoon Theologians. 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 Theologians.